What's up, everyone, and welcome to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. The offseason carousel continues on, man. Quarterbacks are moving all over the place, and who knows if our quarterback will be here uh, with Sam Darnold. So we'll talk about that a little bit, as always. And with all the other rumors flying around with wide receivers, running backs, ties here, uh, Alex and I will go through the free agent class and discuss who the New York Jets should sign and ultimately who the Jets will let go. Before we end this pod, Alex, what's for etc., man? It's good, John. For etc., today we're going to talk about the Carson Wentz trade that happened today and how that implicates uh, not only the Philadelphia Eagles and the Indianapolis uh, Colts, but we're going to talk about the AFC South, too. All right? Oh, let's go. A little, little Jets-Colts talk. Uh, just, uh, just the way it's always been. All right, Ricey, let's go. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. As always, I'm joined by Alex Jotaros, my man, who is always here to bring me bring me back to reality and 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 really really tell the fans what's what's really going on. What's up, Alex? How you doing, man? What's going on, John? Someone's got to be the reasonable person on this podcast. <laughs> Someone just can't be the complete hype man. Uh, for all those of you who just tune in for the Jets, just make sure to check out the Knicks too, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, man, chilling here to talk some New York Jets. We got a lot of st- well. We got a good amount of stuff to talk about today. We got free agents, right? Uh, and then we got that trade that broke down for Carson Wentz, but we'll save a lot of that for later. Dude, it's crazy, man. The, the, the franchise, like, transition player period hasn't even begun yet. We're sitting here early February. It's coming. That's next week. Like, the, the league doesn't start till March 17th. <laughs> no trades till March 17th. We got trades all over the place. It's insane, dude. It's totally insane. It's, um, you know what it is? It's, uh, I think this is like, there's always been the competition between the NBA and the NFL in trying to generate like fan interest. And, you know, the NBA has been so good with like the, the pre trade or pre agency, that type of stuff where they've always like leaking stuff. Like you got Woj and Shams just like always leaking information of trades or where free agents are going to sign before it happens because it starts to gain interest right like people are start like it starts to rile up fans and starts getting everybody going it's get you're getting back in gear for the season you're just excited you want your team to be playing again you're ready to start going rah rah for whoever's out on the field or on the court and i think the nfl is trying to do the same thing with this they're trying to get fans engaged again nfl was like a weird season you didn't have people in the building uh it, it was a weird year and so now they're trying to make sure that they're still gauging interest and doing this type of stuff where you're having like quarterbacks move all over the place and breaking news in that manner, I think it's just another way to get fans engaged. That's what it's all coming down to me. I think this is more of like a league thing. Just whatever they can do to just generate interest because once you can generate interest, you can generate revenue, you can generate sales, you know, start getting people hyped. Like we saw earlier, right? We saw Matt Stafford get traded to the LA Rams. So if you're an LA Rams fan, you're like, you know, we got Matt Stafford, we got Cooper Cup, we got uh we got Robert Wood. You could just get hype behind the team, right? And especially if you got a solid defense with Aaron Donald and uh, Jalen Ramsey on that side. 
So I think that what we're getting out of here is just another way just to like make sure to get fans engaged. And so the only way you can really get fans engaged, though, John, the only way you can really do it is if something big happens for the New York Jets, right? So with that <laughs> trade today, with that trade today, I'm going to let you go into this, man. What, what do you think? Do you think do you think Carson Wentz being traded to the Indianapolis Colts? We're going to talk more about that, about that later, like I said. But do you think that them being traded impacts the level of Sam Darnold's uh, trade viability? I mean, in short... Yes, uh, but it, you know, you you have you have an interesting take on uh, what the off season's about because I agree with you that there has been this um, always been this difference between the NFL and the NBA, uh, especially when it comes to the off season, and it's been even more so when it comes to player contracts. Um, and I think that what's going on now is actually a player empowerment thing, where you see in the NBA that like ever since the LeBron era. When he did his whole free agency thing, there was really a shift in the the players really are running the league rather than the GMs, and you even it, it's almost coming to, you know, the 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 end point on that. Like, I, I think this whole thing is gonna explode, and we're gonna have to probably revert all the way back to normal with James Harden. You know, doing what he did and, you know, absolutely packing it in before he got traded. And then we have Draymond now screaming, you know, about it, and, you know, green in the press conference, you know. So I think there's like a whole player empowerment thing coming. And I think we're now finally seeing that in the NFL. You're now seeing quarterbacks who just signed extensions, man. Like, like, like the, the Stafford thing is normal. Okay. The Stafford thing, he was a lion forever. They have, you know, they, they run their business like a, they run the lions like a business. The, the owner doesn't really know anything about football. They, they hire firms to, to hire their coaches and, and staff, uh, outside firms and, and they, they really control all of it. So when Stafford asks, uh, you know, for, and especially after the Calvin Johnson debacle, when someone like Stafford asks for a trade, they, they accommodate him and they get some compensation back and they go, he goes to a veteran team and their lines rebuild. That's, that's normal. What's crazy, man, is what's going on with, with Wentz and, you know, and ultimately Watson, you know, where it's just like this player empowerment thing. These guys just signed extensions, dude. Carson Wentz, 30, league history, $33.8 million in dead cap for Philly this year. Yeah. No, like it, it's, it's, it's crazy when you start seeing like players like this get traded when they don't like the situation. And we saw how disgruntled Carson Wentz was. I mean, we, we saw him get benched, right? And it's, <laughs> I mean, it just, it shows like, I mean, was you have Doug Peterson gone, you have Carson Wentz gone. So they're just, it, the Eagles just imploded, which is just shocking because they won the Super Bowl not too long ago and they beat Tom Brady, right? The, the champ this year. And they beat not just Tom Brady, but Bill Belichick too, the New England Patriots when they did it. So it's, I don't know. It's it's interesting um, just to see the players just are, are now in the NFL are just like making the shift. And it's a good thing, too, because, look, they don't have fully guaranteed contracts like the NBA for the most part. Like there's there's some non fully guaranteed contracts. Like if you're a Knicks fan, Julius Randle's third year is not fully guaranteed. The team has to pick up that option. Right. But he is guaranteed four million. Um in the NFL, it's not that way. You know, you have to play in order to earn unless, you know, like that's what was so crazy about Kirk Cousins deal is that 
Kirk Cousins as a quarterback was like the first, like, honestly, like the only, not, I wouldn't say the first, but the only player that I've known, uh, in the modern era, I guess, to have gotten a fully guaranteed contract for that level of money. You know, it's not like what we're talking about in the, the seventies and the eighties where contracts were really not even like, they were not even, they could even, like players then could even imagine making the money that players are making now, right? If they can mm-hmm. fulfill all those years. So it's, it's great. Like it's great to see the player empowerment movement happening in the NFL. And you, you said it right, right? Like Matt Stafford's like, look, I don't want to be here. I want to go. Carson Wentz is like, look, I don't want to be here. I want to go. So it's happening. I think it's also just like what I said earlier, just like trying to keep it with the the uh, the NBA. But I think the player empowerment movement is also something that we're seeing here too. But enough on 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 that. Let's let's now break down, John. Like the let's get let's get into the meat and bones. But people are here, man. They're not here to yeah, hear about yeah. our takes. Yeah, yeah. Well, about- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. What well, why it matters for us is Carson Wentz was traded for a third rounder. This year and a conditional second next year. And the condition is if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps or more, or if he plays 70% of the snaps and the Colt and the Colts make the playoffs, then it becomes a first round pick next year. Uh, that's why this matters for us. Um, and our quarterback is, it seems to be, you know, in the mix, right? So we have the second overall pick. Okay, here are the facts. We have the second overall pick. It seems to be a two-quarterback draft. Sam Darnold's on his second. He has, he, we have to decide on what we're going to do with his contract. We're going to have to start paying him over $20 million a year. And that's coming up very, very soon. And on the other hand, we have Deshaun Watson, who, well, let's throw that to the side, but... That's why it all affects us. So let me ask you, Alex, what do you think of that haul? And two, how do you feel that affects Sam Darnold's value? Uh, so it's interesting. Um, like, I guess the trade to me seems – it's interesting because the Colts are getting – right? It's so hard to, to evaluate this. Because the Colts are getting a former like MVP candidate, um, in Carson Wentz, while who, he was with Frank Reich. Yeah, while he was with Frank Reich, so that that's like a good pairing, right? Because they they that's the year they won is when you had Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, and Carson Wentz just on a complete like run, like complete tear that season before he sadly tore his ACL, and you know. It's interesting because after that, he hasn't, like, he played okay the next two following, like, okay the next two following seasons. But this season was just, like, it was just abysmal. And it's, I guess it's a, like, I find it not to be such an egregious trade just because he's had injury history, right, with tearing an ACL. So you have that in concern. His play has diminished a little bit. Um you know he has a little locker room issue from just being a little disgruntled with how the team was operated this season. So I, the honestly, I think if you look at it from the standpoint of who he is as a player and what's happened so in the years, I think it's a good gamble for – I think the Colts made out like – honestly, I feel like they made out like bandits. Just because a player has gone down doesn't mean they can't bounce back. 
right? We we can always go back to like Alex Smith and certain players who were able to bounce back. Even like Jared Goff had like a terrible year after the Super Bowl, but this season, like, I'm not saying he was great, but he was decent enough where it took the Rams to the playoffs, right? So I think in car- for the Colts, like, it's an upgrade for them. Obviously, like it's good. It's a way better. I think it's a way better upgrade than Philip Rivers. Uh, and what they had to give up to get Carson Wentz is honestly not a lot. You know, he's a first. He was like what the second uh, overall pick. Uh, I was with you up until there. I was with you up until then. I think you they think gave up a, a lot. I don't think it's a really? lot. I, I I I think that both teams won this trade. Like I, I think both teams uh, like did well. And so I don't think like anyone like got fleeced here. But I do think it's a lot. You know what I mean? I, like a, a, a first and a second is a lot. But it's not truly a first unless he plays all those all those games or makes the playoffs, which he could easily do. But you're getting a third round pick. Was it a third round pick this season, right? And then you get the yeah. first round. Uh, it could become a first round next season. So yeah. it's probably going to be late because it's the Colts. That's a good point. Yeah. So like, I don't think okay. like like honestly like what you get in return like if like if it's a if you believe that it's a fair and equitable trade then no one got fleeced right because like you're trying like yeah definitely case, not then, no yeah no one so, got fleeced I don't think here yeah this is not like 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 people were shocked about the Lions trade but as you pointed out like a few episodes ago it's because of Jared Goff's contract and his level of play that you're like yo like we cannot move this. So like yeah. we have well, we have to give up something for this. You're like, hey, like, and if the Eagles get a first rounder, like they can get a quarterback next year, or they can draft a quarterback this year if they like somebody. So I don't know. It, well, it, it's not well, it's not too. They, well, they have they have they they're they're. Oh, you know what? They, but they do have. They have hurts. You're right. Yeah, they have hurts. I for, I forgot I forgot about it. like. I mean, well, if you're not sold on hurts, like obviously he was like well, he was a rookie this season. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe they I take. Think they're their, good. You know. They're yeah, in cap so, hell, dude. Thirty three point eight million in dead cap. They're in, they're in quarterback hell. They're in, you know cap hell, and there's no fleece and, like like the way the Jets fleece the, the Seattle Seahawks this year, getting those those couple first round picks in the third for Jamal Adams. Hey, that now that see now that's different. See that's a fleece because when you talk <laughs> about because like let's also get back to it right like like where we Darnold as much yeah. Well, not Darnold, but I'm just saying, like, if we're talking about the value of a position, right? Like, we look at the safety and we're like, that's not even the top. That's not even tier one, maybe not even tier two, maybe around three and four. What you want is a strong safety. And if you get that much for a strong safety, you hit the jackpot and you can't say no. Um, for a quarterback, I think that's fair market value, honestly, for a guy who's been like on the downtrend and who's had a little bit of issues and you're trying to give him a new space for him to kind of rebuild his yeah. career so yeah that's I fair. Think it's fair okay so what do you think what do you think that nets for darnold now now that we've that, seen we've seen we've seen a couple trades man we've seen the stafford trade we've seen the golf trade and now we've seen wentz of course none of them are identical to the darnold situation but there's similarities and differences in all three uh situations uh what, what do you, how do you how do you think this affects uh the the darnold what what let me ask you this. What do you think Darnold's value is now that we've seen these three trades come down? That's a good question, man. Um, I, I know they're the same trade, but three quarterbacks. I know. Um, I Definitely minimum a second. That I think that – I think we can get minimum a second. Okay. So um, we have a second-round sec- floor. I can. I agree. Um, 
first rounder now. Like if you're putting a cap on a former MVP candidate, stuff like that. And like, on, and like, I know it doesn't necessarily, like, you can't give him like the full credit, but he did lead him majority of the way there. I think it was like 11 wins they had before Nick Foles took over and then, uh, they won the Super Bowl. So he is a Super Bowl champion too. Um, I don't know how, like, you got to give him credit because he got them, like, I guess, half the way there, three, like, three quarters of the way there, whatever you want to call it. I, I, I could really care less. Um, definitely a second. I think if you get a first for Donald, you got to be like, yeah, we, we, we're good here and we got to, we got to run with it, honestly. I don't know. Okay. So realistically, in my opinion, there's only three teams now that the Colts are out of the picture. We have the Bears. Yep. We have the 49ers. Yep. I, I don't know. Who's the third? Denver? Uh, I'll say four. Denver and then f- four, I'll say the Washington. Washington. You can also say the Texans too because, look, they're if – Desha- if Deshaun Watson actually says – like we don't have to go f- – we don't have to go wax poetic on oh, yeah. Texans and Deshaun Watson, but – Look, if Deshaun Watson actually stands pat that he's not going to play, and if we're really seeing this player empowerment movement right now in the NFL, you can't you can't you can't keep him out of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I agree, man. I don't. The only thing with the Texans is I don't know if they'd want to. Maybe you know they get the Sam Darnold trial, and that kind of helps for them, um, and maybe. That will kind of lead them somewhere. Michael Lombardi said something really interesting about this Wentz trade. Uh, he, he came out and said, you know, that's a really far off haul, a third and a conditional first, than the two firsts and the two thirds that they asked for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I agree. And I think this very similar thing is going to come out of Houston where they're asking for three firsts and Quinn and Williams. They're very specific about Quinn and Williams. It didn't say a defender. Okay. It was very specific. Um, I think, uh, I, I, I really anticipate a very similar, I anticipate a very similar news rally day than, than we had today. You know what I mean? Just like, it's going to be like a couple, a couple, when Sam Darnold and or Watson get traded, whatever, whatever happens there, I do think that it's going to be sort of in the Wentz, um, really in the, in the Wentz area. Of course, a couple firsts are will be added. Uh, but uh, just to, just to circle back, I do agree with you. I think Sam Darnold will definitely get a second. But I do think the reason why I brought up those teams is because they have late round, they have late first rounders. Okay. The, 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 the number of the pick matters. So we have like, we have Washington was the late first rounder. They can, they can, that can work for them. We have the t- the Texans, of course. That's not that's not real. This I, <laughs> I I even thought about the Steelers a little bit because they're in cap hell. Uh, they have they have to, a thirty three million dollar check on Ben Roethlisberger, so they're going to cut him and are probably going to resign him again. But I think it, that's kind of interesting. What do you like? Uh, just like so, I, I I can I can see a late first rounder uh, this year for Darnold. But that's yeah. that, that's about it. Samini said something interesting. He uh, he said that um, he went on the Michael K show today, 
He's been covering the Titans. He's been covering the Jets since they were the Titans. He went on the Michael K show today. Uh, he said a league <laughs> source told him that the Darnold will get more than what Wentz received. But he also wrote an article today that said that the Wentz trade hurts Darnold. And he also said that his gut is the Jets are going to keep Sam. So he's all over the place. I mean, honestly, like, I don't think it, I, the beat, it doesn't really have a good pulse on Joe Douglas right now. I think he's like a, he's an ironclad. You're not going to get anything out of this man. Um, Love and that. I love that. So, well, you'll get something at you'll get some. You, you, we 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 know what Joe Douglas wants, though, right? We know what the, we know what he's looking for, right, Alex? In the offense. I mean, I mean he's looking for some offensive linemen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's start there. So we have us. We have a starting left tackle. His name is Makai Becton. He wears mm-hmm. number seventy-seven. Have you heard of him? Never heard of that guy. Who is he's he? pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's he's from uh, Lurville. Um. <laughs> uh, so he's the entire gonna be the entire. <laughs> Bryce is gonna love think, that. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, I think the, the entire South and Midwest is ready to kill you for that butchering, but okay. <laughs> Shout out to Nelly. Um. So we have Font on the right tackle. I think he's going to be there. I don't really see any free agents that could really take his spot. So let's move on from him. The free agents I see are that, that really entice me are the guards. Joe mm-hmm. Thune from New England, who Joe Douglas has been courting for uh, his last free agency as well. So I think that's really interesting. And New England already said that they're not going to sign him. So that's one. The other one, in my opinion, for guard is Brandon Scherf, uh, mm-hmm. the guard from Iowa. He's a beast. I think that Washington's going to re-sign him, and so does everybody else. But Washington is always ready to do something weird. So those are my two uh, guards. Did you have any other guards on your mind, uh, or if not, what do you think? Of the, what do you think of these guys? No, I like Sheriff and Thune. I think those are probably the best two that you can. You have to come away with either one of those guys in free agency, um, just because it'll just bolster the line, right? And we also know that Joe Douglas is—he's, I guess, not frugal. I guess frugal is probably the right word. No, no, I think that's good. I think that's good. I I agree because like that's going to be kind of the theme of how. I, 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 the way I dissected the way the Jets and Douglas are gonna, you know, approach this offseason is because the way we've seen him roll, like the way he picks his players, he is, he does kind of roll on the frugal side. I don't see him paying a Le'Veon Bell or a CJ Mosley, you know? Yeah, I don't see that either. And that's why I think when you talk about Scherf and Thune, it's like those are two, I think that, I think when we think of offensive line, that's the area where Joe Douglas is probably going to spend his money there and quarterback. We can definitely like guarantee that he's going to spend there. He's all about fortifying like the front line. So if he has these two guys that he can pay and get them to the team just to give whoever's playing quarterback some protection, uh, I think that <laughs> I think that's going to be his move. And I think he's going to go after the top two guys. And because of his connection, right? And I think when you see Salah as the head coach, I don't think it'll be that hard to land one of these guys, um, especially if we're talking about um, 
Thune from like New England. Like he's not traveling that far. He's in like it's within the air. It's still in the Northeast, so it's not. It wouldn't be that difficult for him. So I I, I would be surprised mm-hmm. if he was like the one that did leave and come to New York. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say probably look out for him. It'd be great. I mean, we need we need improvement on. on uh, for the guards, right? So the interior line think, is atrocious, bro. Yeah, because like, look, I, Font, you know, obviously Beckton, McGovern, they're all here. Lewis and everyone else is the questionable one. So, well, I so okay, well, so let's jump into that real quick. Van Roten is uh was our right guard. He's zero dead cap and three point three million in savings. So mm-hmm. you know, give me that. Give me that money. Um, yep. Josh Andrews gone. Mm-hmm. Alex Lewis, I really think he's staying, man. Regardless of what happens, uh, we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Of course, if we pay Thune a big contract, but I, I, we need depth. And Alex Lewis is is one one point six in dead cap. If we get rid of him and only five million in savings, I feel like we can't find anything better for five mil. But we'll see. Um, if Douglas could find a better spend there. True. And now that I'm thinking about it, you know, just, I'm sorry, just to hop back to Scherf, because like he is in Washington. I know, I think it'd be, I think it'd be tough for him to leave just because Ron Rivera is there. I think they're trying to see what they can build. Um, I think they notice that they're going in a different direction, right? So this is, I just want to get that out there because I, I know people are going to be like, well, yeah, but they don't have a quarterback, now, dude. They don't have a quarterback. So I like it's, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know. If I'm a free aging guard, but yes, I love the coach, <laughs> but I gotta yeah, think. I, mean, I gotta think about. I got and and. and but they drafted oh, him, so he's been stuck there the whole time. So it's the only thing he knows: the ownership, all that crazy stuff going on in Washington. You know, maybe he's maybe he's finally done with it. No, nah, that's totally true. Um, I mean, that's a valid point, right? My thing is this: if you look at the New York Jets, right and we don't know who our quarterback is yet either and we won't know until either a move is made for Darnold very good point upcoming, <laughs> within the upcoming within the upcoming weeks so it's like um you know you could like Salah too and maybe be like hmm, I trust that organization because they got JD it seems like they're tight-lipped you know I think for him it's kind of like that one I'm not so sure of uh, like Thuni I think it's more I think it's more realistic just because if we, if you look at New England, what happened this past season, like with eight people being out, um, I think, I think once you're done in New England, I think there's like a level, I think there's a level of just like patience that you have in New England, right? It's like, you know what it is. You keep going in there. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a fun environment. I know it's a machine. Um, I don't know if you can always be plugged into a machine for that long though. So, and we've seen guys leave and come to the Jets. We've seen, uh, we've seen Damian Woody. So, I- I'm just saying, like, a little guy named Curtis was, Martin. Ever heard of him? Yeah, I mean, well, well, we traded for Curtis, so <laughs> I know, but that's like my favorite. That's like my favorite one. That one makes me so happy. Yeah, we traded for Curtis, so I, I, I'm that was that. Was you ever hear of a man named Braxton Berrios? I mean. <laughs> I'm talking about no. I'm talking about known kidding. commodities. I'm, kidding. I'm just I'm talking kidding. about no commodities. But did you see who Braxton Berrios is dating though? <laughs> no, who's Braxton Berrios dating? Oh, give me a second, because like, uh, all right, I get that, oh, I get that, I get that. Yeah. But um, just speaking back uh, on 
the Jets offensive line, McGovern, he's 100% on our team next year uh, with his contract. But there's been some interesting takes where McGovern moves to guard if we don't, if we can grab Thune or Scherf, which hopefully, or if we, even if we do, we can move him to the right side, McGovern to the right guard, and then draft a center, even though this is the free agent episode. But just from the free agents, the one center that I saw that's catching my eye that I think is a pipe dream is Corey Lindsley. I think he's a pipe dream because I can't see the Packers dropping him. But the only interesting thing I'll say is Aaron Rodgers already came out and said some stuff uh, that he's unhappy with the organization. He used the word we a lot. People saying he's all, he was alluding to the Packers center because there's rumors that the Packers and the center have had no communication, which obviously never bodes well. Um so that's just like a little, you know, stupid Twitter rumors, of course, you know, like analysts, beat writers, etc. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But Corey Lindsley, I think he was arguably the best center in the league this year, man. That that would change everything. That would that would totally change everything. Um, I don't know if we're gonna get Corey Lindsley though. So we never uh, get the center, man. We never do. We always miss out on the on the on the on the big. Uh, Free agent Oof. center signing, always. And the thing is, and the thing is, like the Jets have been known for having great centers too. Like we had Kevin Mawai and Nick Mangold. So, yeah, but we drafted know. Mangold. Tra- uh, no. Did we trade for 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 uh, Mawai? Yes, yes, we yeah. got we got him from, we got him from the Titans. Uh, if I'm, yeah, if he I'm wasn't a free right, agent. I'm pretty sure it was a yeah. trade. Yeah, but yo, Kevin Mawai was a beast though. Shout out <laughs> yeah. to Kevin Mawai, Paul Famer. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, Hall of Famer. Nick Mangold is going to be. I feel like Nick Mangold should be a Hall of Famer too, because that man had a uh, a great career too. Um, I hope him and the Brick get in. They definitely should. Like what? They definitely should. When I when I was writing for uh, Empire Writes Back, the New York sports page through uh, Fan Sided, did a whole article on like the uh, the Jets of the decade, and my top three going from. Three to one was DeBrickashaw Ferguson, Nick Mangold, and Darrell Rivas. Like best Jets that we've had uh, during 2010 to 2020. Uh, I, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. I don't think that, I don't think that's even a debate. I, honestly, yeah. dude, like those those guys were consistent. Those guys were played uh, great draft picks. Like couldn't ask for more. Um, Miss the, yeah. miss, I, miss, I miss those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what. Hey, man, and that's what, and that's what, that's what we're trying to build back. And I feel like Joe Douglas uh, will at it. least. He so- yeah, yeah, he does. And I think he will. Uh, uh, since this is the free agency episode again, I, I, I believe he will at least sign one starting offensive lineman, whether that's Thunia Sheriff or Lindsley, and I and. Like those are, in my opinion, the only at the moment with no one cut. Those are, in my opinion, the only three uh, worthy of big money starters for our offensive line. For sure. Um, I, I mean, uh, I, I, that, that's that's no debate. Uh, hopefully, okay. we ho- hopefully we land one of them because we definitely need help on the O line. And I think, like like I said, I don't think that's the area where Joe Douglas is going to go penny pinching. Like I could see mm-hmm. it for like other areas, right? Like I, I think these areas 
Joe Douglas understands that you cannot penny pinch because he understands the market and how a team is built. I do not yep. see him being cheap on O line. I do not see mm-hmm. him being cheap on a quarterback. I do not see him being cheap on edge rushers. And I do not see him being mm-hmm. cheap on cornerbacks. I think those four uh, areas. You, you think cornerbacks? I don't think he'll be cheap on. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to disagree on that one a little bit, and uh, we'll get to that like more in detail next episode. But I think defensive coaches, like they tend to. They're not going to spend the big, big, big money on like a cornerback, especially with uh, Ty Johnson guess, still there and CJ Mosley. You know, them two by themselves is like forty million on the books on the defense. I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I got to. I guess I'm. You're right. I, 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 I'm not think. I'm not thinking like crazy money, like a quarterback or anything like that. But we we can debate that next episode. So I think we're set uh, on, on the O line. On the O line because. We're, we don't have to talk about uh, we don't have to talk about um, Alejandro Villanova Villanova, Villanova Villanova I can't pronounce that last name uh, I'll just I'm just butchering it at this point I'm sorry but you know we don't need tackle we don't need a tackle so it's yeah. really more so the interior line um, yeah I agree I agree with that um, so right behind that comes. The new outside zone by Michael Floor. Of course, that's important with the guards. Uh, and we'll get into who we think the draftees that fit into the scheme on the O-line. But let's jump to the running backs where they have to run this outside zone with Michael Floor. For the most part, he did switch it up last year, to be fair. But mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part, the Shanahan's and the Michael Floor, where it comes from, where you can read a great article about that from The Athletic. Connor Hughes and from uh, from me uh, on the Jet Press. Um, so right now we have Ty Johnson and Lamichael Pirine signed right now for the next year, and they're mm-hmm. going to be hanging out. But what we know about Michael Floor is he is a, and the Shanahan's is they like to do a running back by committee. Yeah. So I anticipate. Two things here, Alex. I anticipate one, a third running back who's not going to be um ball hog for for less of a better word. So and not Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> not yeah, man. I, I don't want to take a low blow, Le'Veon Bell, but yeah, but not not a yeah, not like a a Leonard Fournette type, for example, who is a free agent right now. Like, cause that guy, he's gonna solidify, he's gonna demand the ball. Just say bell cow, man. We're not gonna get the bell cow that we're, yeah. It's not, I just, I don't want to hate on Bell, even though everyone hates on him. I just, I still love Bell. I I think we did him wrong. I'm not, I'm not hating on Bell. I'm just saying, like, we're just not gonna go in that direction. So don't, don't expect, uh, Chris, I don't, I, I, I'd be shocked if he said Chris Carson, cause I think he's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the first thing is I don't think we're gonna get a bell cow. Yeah. I think that's a perfect way to say it. And two, I think we're gonna grab a fullback. Uh, finally, we're going back to the back to the good old Richardson days where we got a fullback. So I'm I'm oh excited about God. that. <laughs> yeah, man. Talk about Richardson, Trent Richardson. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not Trent Richardson. Our, uh, uh, oh not- no, no, no. Um, what was it? I'm thinking about so. Wow. You're thinking about oh. the running. You're thinking about the running back uh, from the Cleveland Browns who got traded. To, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no I'm so, Yeah, not. Nah. I was like, not. Nah, who's it? Uh. Oh my God, what is the name? It's slipping me. Tony, baby, Tony. Tony Richardson. There we go. Tony Richardson. Or how about <laughs> yeah. how about uh, the Terminator, 
John Connor. (laughs) Speaking of, let's start there. Interesting one that doesn't really fit the scheme in my, you know, layman opinion. But James Conner, he's a free agent that no, that that's really been slipping under the radar. Twenty six years old. Hey, bring the bo- bring the man home. He wasn't that bad. He was okay. You, well, he's, he's from no, Pittsburgh. I'm <laughs> saying bring him home because he was a jet, my guy. Jeez. No, James no. Conner. No, J- I'm saying James Conner. James Conner. Oh. Oh, the running back oh. from Pittsburgh. Oh, you're I just, talking about. Oh, you're saying, talking, oh, I thought you said. I thought you said bring. You said fullback. I thought we we're going. <laughs> no, 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 no. You just said. I just said. You said uh, John Connor. Yes, that is the fullback we're talking about. I was saying. Speaking of Connor, like James Connor, the running back from the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. He's 26 yeah. years old, and he's going to be a free agent this year. He's been slipping like completely under the radar. Like no one's been talking about him. But and then and then as we said, the Pittsburgh is in salary hell. It's interesting. This is true. Yeah, that is. But that, then again, it goes. It goes against the whole uh, bell cow scheme. Yep. theory. So yep, you're right. we, could, we could just we could just write that one off. Um, but yep. yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I like if we're talking about are we sticking, we're sticking on running back or fullback? What do we? Both. Both. But no, it doesn't matter. Both. I know. I'm. I, mix I mean, that up, but I go mean, ahead. Because no, nah, it's all good. Really, um, the only but, one is use check. Right. The use check is really the only fullback that that that. Is really on my mind when I look at the free agent list, and he's is coming John, back. Is John Coon out there? <laughs> oh yeah, but he's a he's a saint for life, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just use check at this point that uh, that's probably the only, I guess, traditional fullback. I feel like the fullback is dead in the NFL. Um, Bringing honestly, it back, baby. Not in San Francisco. Not in Lafleur and Shanahan offense. The, the fullback ain't dead. Well, the the thing about the fullback is that it's a legit blocker that people seem to forget about, and I think everyone thinks you could just put a tight end back there, but that that doesn't cut it. <laughs> totally, like they're two different positions for a reason. It's like you put the tight end back there, like as the second string fullback, or if you want to do a passing, like if you want to run a drag route, uh, or wheel route, but mostly a drag, um. No, you you don't want to use a tight end. Uh, different blocking schemes, different techniques. Uh, also, I don't know. I don't want to say different build. They're kind of similar. But I think someone that we could look out for if we're thinking about running back by committee. Um, I know you like your boy Aaron Jones, and he was he was although he was more of a focal point. Um, I think someone that could be could be an option. Um, I think one is Mike Davis. I think James White is an option. I also think Jamal Williams is an option. Uh, you know, I don't want Carlos Hyde. I think Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead could be another option too. Jamal Williams those, is my favorite uh, out of the ones you just said. Yeah, like by, by I mean, far, by far. Like, it, like it's really like out of the ones you picked out just now. I would put Jamal Williams and then like number four start where you're going, just in terms of like what the Jets were looking for. For sure, because he was true. He was a change of pace back. Out in uh, out in Green Bay, uh, he played behind Aaron Jones. Um, so and he can catch. <laughs> he can and catch. He can, yeah, and he can catch. So and you're not going to spend that much money on him because he didn't get that many touches. Like exactly, he's you're right. He, he, you know, like was he could literally take Van Roten's money. The money we save from Van Roten, we could literally take that money and hand it right to Jamal Williams. One hundred percent. I mean, he's only seen, oh, I think, over 500 snaps once. So. 
he doesn't get that many touches. So if you're thinking about by committee where you have Ty Johnson, Adams, well, Michael P. Ryan, I think Adams is the odd man out. Um, yeah. Maybe a practice, maybe a practice squad member. Who knows? Uh, yeah, or special teams, can, or if he's making tackles or something. For sure, but Jamal Williams would probably be on that squad. So you got him, P. Ryan, and uh, Ty Johnson, and I could see it. Uh, this is now that if we're gonna get, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make predictions on what the 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 depth chart is. I'll wait until uh, we get closer to the season. But if I think if you bring Jamal Williams in, he's gonna be the first guy off the bench. That's my prediction. No, honestly, Jamal Williams as a starter uh, is my actual prediction. <laughs> uh, I re- that that does sound pretty right to me. But uh, another one that is even cheaper than Jamal Williams is Matt Breida. He's only twenty six, dude. He's the same age as Jamal Williams. I know. I feel. I feel like Matt Breida has been in the league for thirty five years for some reason, but. Like ever since I started doing fantasy football, like I feel like he's been in the league, but he, he's he's pretty young and he played in San Francisco. What do you think yeah, about that? I, I, Another guy I is Tevin that, Coleman, also a San Francisco guy. I'm not so high on Tevin Coleman because he is injury prone. Like, yeah, I I I love Tevin Coleman. He is. I think he's. If he was always healthy, I think he could actually be. Uh, a good starting running back in the NFL because when he was down in Atlanta, like him being a change of pace and whenever he got starting opportunities and maybe it was because like they weren't used to him because he's faster and shiftier than uh, Devonta Freeman um, by a little bit, not by a lot, just by like a smidge. And I like him. I just don't like, I don't think you want to, I don't think the Jets are going to try and get a guy who will be <laughs> injured most of the time than on the field go with Jamal yeah. Williams who's played every like single snap that he's been there and has also started and like we keep going back for every sport man best ability is availability and yep. so unless you're a burrito. trying to start I, I like burrito I'm not too upset with the burrito choice I just can't, I can't imagine just getting all the San Francisco guys in here I can't see like well he wasn't there he wasn't there just now he was there earlier I think uh was he in Miami last year he was in Miami last season or maybe the last maybe one or two. But was he's he? been around. I think yeah, I think he was my I think he was in uh he was definitely in Miami this past season. But I, I just uh he he he's just uh he, he fits the system. They were just crowded in San Francisco with uh McKinnon and Coleman and all those boys. You're right. Matt Burrito was with the Miami Dolphins this season. Um I guess like I don't know. What Miami did this season too was nothing that they should, you know, scoff at. Like so he he could want to stay down there as well. Yeah. So what's your prediction that's there? Tough. At RB. I think I'm gonna go with Jamal Williams. Uh I yeah, think Yeah, I think me too. Yeah, and the thing is like I know like Miles Gaskin was a starting running back in Miami and maybe you say maybe Matt Burita wants more of a larger role, but honestly like if you're down there and you saw the progress that you made with the 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 carousel at QB, I don't and you still and your team still went uh, ten and six. I don't know how you're gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that's pretty. It's pretty hard to to dispute. So mm-hmm. that, 
Uh, that's my opinion. I, I, I see Jamal Williams. I could see Jamal Williams. I think it's just because the, you know, the way, you know, we've been discussing the Packers and kind of the turmoil there, especially with LaFleur as head coach. Uh, I could see people starting to leave and branch off and just say, you know what? I think our course, our thing at a time is run the, run this course. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's, let's go on to something new. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I, I see Jamal Williams uh, taking it. And Matt Breida, I feel like, is one of those guys we could, like, sneaky just throw on the depth chart, you know, like sign him for, like, a million or something, 1.5, and, like, throw him in there ahead of Ty Johnson. You know, like, have, like, a Jamal Williams and Matt Breida as a 1-2 with Ty mm-hmm. Johnson in the back and, like, kind of, like, I don't know what happens to Pierre. I don't know, you know, or, or like, FaZe Johnson, you know, just something like that. The, you know, Johnson and Pierre, we're not that committed to them money-wise. So it'll just be interesting to see. If we can like get four running backs for the price of like one of Bell, basically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I see. I don't know if we're gonna run four deep though, running back. Like, I yeah. see. This is where of course not where, not every day, not every not like not dressed. Of course not. But no, obviously not dressed. But even yeah. still, like, you know, it's also a lot of money to invest on, like, Barita. Like not a lot of money, but you're still investing. That's what I think. I think it's going to be relatively like you're investing like a couple million. Like, you know, well, let's see. We got Ty Johnson under a million. You got Mm -hmm. P Ryan under a million. P Ryan's under a million. Yeah, he's on the rookie deal. So then, you if you think about Jamal Williams and uh, Brita, Brita, I mean, I guess, I guess I could see that. I, I could see it. I mean. I like the way Ty Johnson was running. I'd I'd like Me to too. give him a shot though. I'd like to. I'd, I think I think you gotta give him a shot after the way he produced at the end of last season. Me too. We'll see. I I, I trust our coaches, so I'm ex- I'm and I can't believe I said that out loud. So <laughs> <laughs> our offensive coaches. So we'll we'll see. But let's stay on the line and kind of you know the running situation, and let's talk about tight end. I love what Herndon did. Uh, he at the end of the year, he's gonna be on this team. He's still on his rookie deal. He's not going anywhere, whether you like it or not. You know, Jets fans. Um, I'm really excited about his prospect. And then we have Griffin, who we're gonna cut. I hope uh, for 1.4 dead cap and save a million. But I don't know that we're gonna if we're gonna cut him because that's not that much of a savings, dude. I don't think we're cutting him, man. I think Griffin is here to stay. I think he's here to stay for another year. Um, yeah, like who saves? And him? also, why do, I, and why do I save a million and have a million and a half on dead cap? That's bad math. Yeah, no, it doesn't make one, <laughs> it doesn't make sense financially. But two, like I said this the last episode, that's JD's first signing. That was like the legit the first guy. JD. <laughs> yeah, great point. So like, that's I, a great I, point. Like it's like. No, oh, he's cut like, him. At least it, let him stay. <laughs> like finish yeah, it. No, he, he's gonna fin- he's gonna finish that. Like I think the tight end position is set. Um, if we're gonna see any tight end sign, is gonna be a no name or someone that we, I don't know, sign off of like. Uh, we're not getting any like the top like prospects at tight end unless. So I take take John take John Smith's name uh, off the altar. I mean, let's, <laughs> let, let, let me put it this way. If you're telling me we're going to run two tight end sets, please go get Jonah Smith. I love Jonah Smith. I, he, he is, he is a beast. Um, just absolute beast. Uh, dude, the dude broke 14 tackles on 41 receptions for seven and a half yards per catch, uh, for, per reception this season. So give it, give that to me. 
give that to me every single day. Dude's just an animal when he's out there, dude. He's got strong hands too. So if you're telling me we're going to run two tight end sets, um, sure. Uh, I just don't think you can cut Griffin and – I don't know. What do you do with Herndon? Is Herndon is Herndon cheap to cut? Like, do you want to give up on Herndon that quick? That's my question. No, he get phased out. That's that is the issue. Is he if if we do sign, you know, my pipe like a pipe dream, Johnu Smith, then Herndon would get phased out, or we'd cut Griffin. But as you said, it doesn't really make sense financially or uh, uh, emotionally, <laughs> you know, to uh, <laughs> to do that. You know, it does. You're right. You're right. You know, it will like, look so, relationships it will, matters. Relationships matter. Yeah. Networking matters. You're absolutely but right. Will, but it also looks so bad. Like, it's one thing for JD to let like Robbie Anderson go, right? It's like yeah, it's that was one his guy. thing, and he and he still regretted that. He still regrets it. It's one thing to let somebody go. It's it's another thing to sign somebody your first contract and say like, whoops, yep. this is a mistake. So you got to hope that Griffin comes and turns around. Also, Griffin was injured, so I'll I'll give him I'll give him a pass for that. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens. But if you're telling me we're gonna get Jonas Smith and run two tight end sets like the Rob Gronkowski and uh, Aaron Hernandez days, um, no, I, well, I think they're looking for a George Kittle, and I think that Herndon on offense can do it. I'm wonder I'm hoping he can do it on on the blocking. I was I watched some tape. He has some good stuff and his bad stuff. But I I just can't. It's hard. It's hard because this year was really the only year through Herndon's trajectory that we're gonna count, right? Because he was injured and this and that, and he finally got some reps. But he has Adam Gase, and then he was phased out, and then he finally let him back in towards the end. Then he was doing great. But I, I so I feel like they're gonna be looking for a George Kittle. I don't know. Of course, that's a super high ceiling, but. I, I, so I do he, like I do like Herndon and Griffin. That's fine. But what about what about like a Trey Burton or like a, a Gerald Everett? Gerald Everett's probably too much. He's probably going to stay in L.A. But what about like a Trey Burton? Like thirty years old. Joe Douglas likes him. He got the Philly connection. You know, so, uh, like a, like a kind of like trick guy, but definitely could block. Her, yeah. Herndon's never available. He hasn't played a full year. You know what I mean? So as much as I don't want to phase him out, and I want to give him a chance. I'm gonna. You said it before. Best availability. Best ability is availability, and so. No, that's that's know. totally true. That's totally true. And looking at his, uh, looking at his financials, right? He's gonna make nine hundred twenty thousand next season, and if he signs, he gets another one hundred sixty-seven thousand. So it'll be. Uh, he'll he will be over. He'll just be slightly over a million. It's the last. It's the last year of his rookie. Yeah, it's the last year of his rookie deal. His dead cap is like one hundred sixty-seven. So. And, Honestly, it's not even like you could cut him. And if you want to get Jonas Smith, if you think Jonas Smith is the upgrade, you can honestly cut Herndon and bring in Jonas Smith. That's not Smith worth it. Then... That's not worth it. That's not worth it. He would you don't just think stay. So? No, I think Herndon's staying for sure. Okay. I could see us. At, uh, you're right. I mean, Jonas Smith would be like a. It's a it feels like I don't think there'll be. I think you had it in the beginning. I don't see him spending there. Trey Burton is a guy that's on my radar as a Joe Douglas connection, and he's old. He's 30. You know what I mean? He's just looking to be a locker room guy, block, help the tight ends. You know what I mean? He could be the the mentor. Uh, I, it feels like a good spot for him. Like, we had Wesco. Yeah. You know what I mean? Last year, we had we had Herndon, Wesco, and Griffin dressed, you know? <laughs> no, like we did, and look. I think you can. I think you can bring in Jono, but once once again, like he's 
he's such a talent. He's going to get a lot of him. money too. He's going to get. He's going to get. You know? He's going to get a lot of money. So unless, and I don't, I don't see tight end being the primo position that JD is going to go after. I think that's like a tier two, uh, just because it's a pass catching weapon, and you want a good, like solidified, like offensive lineman as well, right? That can block. Um, unless Joe Douglas actually values that and shocks us, I would be. I'd be impressed. I wouldn't be upset with it either, just because we need what we the more weapons the better. Um, and someone who can be available is better. So we'll see. I just I I wouldn't hang my hat on that. Yeah. Okay. I I agree. So that leaves us to everyone's favorite position, but what but what people claim is the the divas. The divas because they're the farthest away from the ball. Shout out to Colin Coward. That's his, that's his, <laughs> his big shtick. Uh, farthest away from the ball, the divas. But hey, man, we, we need a number one diva. All right. We have Denzel Mims. Okay. He's good. We have some guy named Jameson Crowder who has been all the rage because he's owed $11.4 million this year mm-hmm. and he's only 1 million dead cap. And he would save ten if you cut him. Those are the only two. Those the, the, those two and Berrios are the only three non rookies on the team. So I don't see any one of those guys being moved. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I'll say this: if Perryman gone too, Perryman's gone. Oh, Perriman. Yeah. Perriman. Please get Perriman out of here. Don't, I do not want to see that guy again. Um, just, I, he, I, I have nothing against Perriman. I just can't stand inconsistent play. <laughs> and I can't stand, I can't, like, that, that's it. That's it. I don't want to go further into that. Um, I, the only way I see Crowder moved is, if we move Sam Darnold, um, if we move Sam Darnold, then I could see us getting rid of Crowder just for like. Yeah, why? I think that's correct. You know I mean? Okay, I so, can see that. Um, just just because like why spend a lot of money and you know someone that's going to leave, so or may not be back. Uh, I, that's the only way I see Crowder left because if Dar- Darnold's here, then you got to keep a security blanket. So that's the only way I see. That's the only way I see uh, Crowder being moved. So if you have Mims, Crowder, Perriman out the door, pass catchers at the tight end are Chris Herndon and uh, uh, Ryan Griffin. And let's not forget our backup slot, Braxton Berrios, who, by the way, dates an IG model by the name of uh, Sophia Copo. Sophia Copo? She's an influencer model, like... I don't know who that is. I'm not supposed to know that. Anyway, who cares? Um, who cares? All right. So you, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with Crowder um, staying with Darnold. That's a good point. The 10 million is enticing, though, and let me tell you why it's enticing, Alex. Because there's a man. His name is Allen Robinson, and he is a true number one wide receiver, and he is repped by the the Gary V. Gary V's brother AJ V. And the Vayner Media 
sports agency who are diehard. Je- they're from. They're yeah. based in New York. How about that? Based in New you York. Just and- say they're diehard Jets fans. We know. Well, Gary because Gary V is Gary V is, is, but he has nothing to do with the agency. I know he. Okay, sure. That's what. Sure. That, that, and that, that's the idea. So sure. And, <laughs> and and Woody Johnson didn't have anything to do with the New York Jets when he was the ambassador over in the UK. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's the idea. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And my name is Doctor Finkelstein. Um, okay. Cool. Anyway. What up, Fink? What's good, son? Um, so, yeah, uh, that's to, like I, I, it's in, like I get Allen Robinson. That is totally, uh, as totally a good wide receiver that I could see the Jets getting. I know there's a lot of uh, Deshaun Watson talks, like especially him liking tweets and whatnot. So I get it, but there's other guys that are out there, man, that don't have to be Allen Robinson. You know, I like Kenny Galladay. Um, honestly, he doesn't have to stay in Detroit. <laughs> he doesn't have to. He might he's not, not staying be, in Detroit. He's not staying. He, There's no chance he's staying in Detroit. But I don't know, know if he's coming saying? here. Well, would you rather? It's not a me rather. This. It's not a me rather. It's as you pointed out, no, 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 no. and not, as I'm Mike not, Lombardi, it's a mutual thing. It has to be mutual because like, why would Kenny Galladay come play in New York? It, that's like a weird fit. You know what I mean? Also, he's. No, well, he plays a slot a lot. I, I know. He, I know. I know he's outside, but he likes to move around. Like, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with a guy who can move around. Allen Robinson does the same thing. Um, yeah, I, I like that in a wide receiver who can move around because it you can hide them. You know, you can shift things up. You can make. You can mix and match. And that's Barrios, baby. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm okay. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Shut I'm it joking. down. We're, we're walking out of here. I'm joking. <laughs> um. Braxton Berrios, number one wide receiver for the New York Jets. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, I think Kenny Galladay. I mean, the sell for Kenny Galladay, right? Would be okay. You're not going to stay in Detroit because there's no way you're going to stay with that organization and probably catch for Jared Goff. Um, just because you, just because you had Matt Stafford, it's a downgrade. Um, the sell for the Jets. Right? Is that okay? They're trying to build something. I'm either going to have Darnold or a rookie or Deshaun Watson. But if Deshaun Watson comes, I guess Allen Robinson's coming. So that's. You think Allen Robinson's going to follow Deshaun Watson regardless? He liked the tweets, man. He liked the tweets. He you're liked the, the tweets, you're, man. You're, you're all about the. Alex is a big tin hat conspiracy tweet guy. If you like, Let me tell if, you if, something. if someone likes something on on the Twitter, his whole career falls apart. AKA Alonzo Trier. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. So now we're going to have to get into a whole discussion about Alonzo Trier on the New York Jets podcast. Oh man. Um, no. My thing is that my thing is this. Uh, I think I think that I think Allen Robinson wanting to play with Deshaun Watson because he hasn't had a legitimate quarterback to play with. I think that's the reason Allen Robinson would be like, "Yo, sign me up!" Like wherever you're going, bud, I'm going because I had Blake Bortles and I had Mitch Trubinsky. Not looking good over here, Bob. So I think that's why he would come with like Deshaun Watson. That's the only reason I, I think you I think you'd follow Deshaun Watson wherever he goes if they had the cap space to sign out Robinson. 
But Kenny Galladay is a good option. I'm not. Even, I'm not even going to discuss Chris Godwin because that's not even real. Um, yeah, he's going back to Tampa. So if anyone's, th- if you're thinking that, I, I don't you know. know. I don't. I don't think he's going to come here. But I don't think he's going to Tampa. I don't think they, they have a lot of people to pay. I don't think Godwin's going to be one of them. To be honest, Mike with you. Evans said he'd take a pay cut to keep the team. <laughs> okay, yo, he that man wants another championship, and I don't blame him. So, okay, that's that's all I got to say. Will Fuller's an option out there. You got Juju Smith-Schuster. We discussed those two guys last week. TikTok um, Juju. Yeah, TikTok Juju. I really hope uh, Marvin Jones does not end up in New England, but I have a big feeling that Juju is going to end up on the Jets. He's such a Jet. He's such a Jet. <laughs> oh, he's such you, a Jet. And you, and you hate it. Um, how about oh, Corey God. Davis? I think Corey Davis is about to get paid. I, if Corey Davis had a bad year, <laughs> I would think that he would be perfect for us. I just don't see he's he, I, I think he's looking for top dollar. If we can get a bargain on Corey Davis, I think he would be amazing. If we had Davis and Mims, that would be perfect. Seriously, perfect. The question is though, because out in San Francisco, they never truly had like, I guess, the the true one, right? Like they had they Debo also, Samuel. They also didn't they also didn't win. Yeah, I know, but they also like I, I get that they didn't win, but they had Goodwin, they had Debo Samuel. Like they've had all these like they ha- they have guys Kendrick like Bourne who's a free agent. Yeah. Um so you know, I don't know if Salah is bringing that philosophy over because if that's the case then don't expect any of those top guys. That's where you start going down the list to like TY Hilton, Curtis Samuel, maybe Marvin Jones. God forbid Nelson Aguilar. Um Sammy Watkins cuz that's th- that's the type of names you start hearing uh, or thinking of if you're thinking about the whole, you know, I guess wide receiver by committee. You know, yeah, like John Ross or, is John Ross. Yeah, Rashard Higgins that's from Cleveland. One. Yeah, that's. I mean, that, those those are the type of guys that I would not be surprised if he decides to go that direction. I just really hope it's a true number one because you really need a number. You need a guy that's sure-handed, can catch. Uh, that's why I hope for like Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay. Those are my top two guys in all honesty. Yeah. Well, they, they are the top two guys. You know what I mean? So like, well, Chris Godwin's yeah. out there, but we're not going to get Chris Godwin. So I don't think Godwin, I, 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 would, put Godwin, I, I would put Godwin behind Will Fuller. What? Don't. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll whisper it. You better walk yourself out this. Will Fuller was an absolute <laughs> monster, dude. I I like Will Fuller. Will Fuller is is a wide receiver. I could see the Jets grabbing, especially because he's going to be on a bargain. He's a Joe Douglas type bargain hunter, you know. Like like best ability is a best ability is availability. Yeah, but what? But exactly. So because of that, you're gonna uh, we're gonna negotiate a one year deal. For cheap or something like that, or like a two year deal that's like back ended. And because of your prior injuries and your PED suspension, he's like a prove it deal. He's a lock 11 games. Lock Perfect. It. Sounds good. He's amazing. What happens during those games? Yo, he goes off. I'm, yeah, yo, that cat His catch rate is insane when he gets, like, he. He will catch that thing seven out of ten times. So, so yes, no, give me no that. worry. So that's that's Debo Samuel, right? 
Hey, well, <laughs> eleven games though. Like I need like. I, I mean, yeah, I, I know. It, I it know. all depends. I know. It all, I know. It all depends. It all depends. So realistically, realistically, who do you see? My the, the only re, the the realistic people, uh, wide receivers. I see is Kendrick Bourne coming, and I see, I see one of Will Fuller or Juju. Of course, if Deshaun Watson does not come, if Deshaun Watson is here, I I agree with you. I think that we're going to have Allen Robinson. Yeah, so Juju, bring him back with Sam Darnold, get them back on the train again together. Oh, God. I mean, I, I would, oh, man. USC, baby. We're the All Trojans right. of the NFL. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, I don't, uh, I, Vin, <laughs> Vincent, Vincent Smith is also a restricted free agent. Uh, so he'll probably come back. My boy that's Lawrence my Cager. <laughs> yeah, that's your guy. My guy is Lawrence Cager, dude. He, I, I still have, I still have high, high, high hopes for him. So, you got stock. Uh, yeah, dude. If I could buy some, if I could buy some Cager stock, I would. Um, but yeah, dude. Uh, so you, you, you see, you see Juju coming here if we stick with Darnold and Robinson if we get Watson. Oh. I feel like that's consensus. But what if we? What if I'm not even gonna say? Okay. I just see Kendrick. I just see. I just see Kendrick Bourne coming, regardless. And I would say Will Fuller is number two. Is Kendrick Bourne the ludicrous (laughs) in Fast and Furious too? (laughs) He's just there. He's just hanging out, just pulling up to every ride. Just like, (laughs) dude. I actually, I think he's really good. I think it's going to be a steal. Mm, I'm also not going to be shocked if. No, John Ross feels like a like a Baltimore Raven to me. Um, so does Richard Higgins actually. Um, okay, that, that that wraps it up for the wide receivers. I I really think it's going to be Bourne and Fuller. All right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't I I wouldn't be surprised that in that direction. I just I hope for Kenny Galladay. That's just my guy. And if we somehow, some way, in some weird, crazy world. Chase ends up Lamar Chase from LSU ends up on the Jets. We now have a number one receiver. Just throwing that out there. Straight facts, homie. Straight facts. All right, that wraps it up for the Jets. If you also have anything else to add about free agency, the Jets' offense, I got nothing. So on that note, let's transition to a quick break and then get into the etc. What's going on, everyone? And we're back from the break. Here's the et cetera portion. I'm going to tell you what we got for today, all right? And you're going to like it. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Carson Wentz trade, all right? The Philadelphia Eagles traded Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts, and the Indianapolis Colts gave up a third-round pick for this season, a second-round a, a second pick, which could be a first-round pick based on if Carson Wentz plays 70% of his games, or is it seventy? Or is it seventy-five? Which one? Seventy-five. It's seventy-five percent. Or if you play seventy percent and they make the playoffs. There you go. That's right. Seventy percent and the playoffs. Seventy-five. So he pretty much has to play most of the season in order for that second rounder to become a first rounder uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. John, I know we discussed the implications earlier in the Jets segment. For Sam Darnold, but let's look at the trade as a whole. Um, what do you think about it, man? I don't think it was a bet. Like I said earlier, that I think it was 
I think we both agree that was a fair and equitable trade for both teams. But let's let's dissect this a little bit more and think about how each team is affected. So let's move. Let's start with let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles first, all right? Because we're going to talk about uh, the Colts and the AFC South in the end. So the Eagles, I'm not, you know, meh. They're going to just try out their. They're going to try out the QB. They're going to try out their young guy. See what see what happens, and uh, I think that's it. I think they're just banking on getting something solid in the third round. I don't know what they need. Probably some depth at the O line, right? Or because I know they honestly, I don't even know what the what, what do you think? What do you think the Eagles would take? Well, well, let's start with that. Like, why don't you start off with what do you think? The, what do you think of the trade for the Eagles, and what do you think they'll they'll take? Uh I just I, I, so I'm just gonna start off by saying I was watching I was listening to Mike Lombardi talk about how he had a source in the Eagles organization and they say they love Jalen Hurts. They said so, this is all about them loving Jalen Hurts. Or does that change? So, does that change anything? I, I you know I mean they drafted him so it's not shocking that they love him, right? And they got I rid of so. and they got rid of the guy they just extended and traded up for to, to make him start and they got rid of the coach. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they really like they did a lot to to show us that they absolutely love him as well. So, well, like I, I was shocked at first, but then like once I thought about it for a second, I was like, I mean, all, they've made moves all saying that they love Jalen Hurts. Yeah, so we get to see Jalen Hurts, former Ohio State quarterback. Um, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> exactly. Like it's it's gonna be interesting to see. Um. So we'll see how that we'll see how that works out for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I just can't believe they're in quarterback they're in cap hell, dude. They have thirty three point eight million dollars in debt. But it doesn't cap. Ma- but it doesn't matter because they got their rookie quarterback. So he's not going to get paid for if he plays well. Who we'll see if he even gets a second contract out there. Right, this is going to be his second year. They can get they can have him up to what five years, four or five years. So. They'll they'll make that decision and then they'll figure it out. Um, they're not too worried on that side. I just want to know who they're going to use for the draft, right? Because you know we look at them; they got their running back and they got their running back in place. Mm-hmm. I think they got their. I guess they could use it for wide receiver because um, they need some new receivers. Alshon Jeffrey is not cutting it. Um, <laughs> I mean, if they get Lamar Chase or Devontae Smith, they'll be good to go. For sure, but, I think they could. They could also use like O line upgrade. Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say they need they need O linemen, man. Watching them last year, their O line was depleted. Yeah, man. Everyone gets. I feel like it's every year that we're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles losing an O lineman during the season, even when they went on yeah. the Super Bowl run. Yep. They, yep. <laughs> they lose people, man. Yo, they lose people on the O line. Go True. check that medical stuff, man. How they treat? What are they doing out there? <laughs> True. Figure it out. Um, it's true, dude. I think it's got. I think it's got to be something on the offensive side that they're gonna do with if that they use with that pick. I think it has to be a wide receiver. It has to be a lineman. I don't see how they can go anywhere else, man. Then really just choosing somewhere in that range. I mean, maybe you can go yeah. defense, but they're oh, they're building like, around hurts. They're building around hurts. Yeah, I think you got to build around your your youngin, right? So I think the defense is actually like. Fine. I don't think the defense is that terrible. I think maybe you can have an upgrade in like I don't know, maybe the corners, linebacker, uh, 
maybe interior D line. But I think other than that, I think they're pretty much set. Um, I think we're going to see some offensive moves, like additions, I should, I should say, for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think anything else? Is there anything else you want to add? Or No, I, I mean, at first I was like, how can the Eagles eat this crazy money? But they're in the perfect position, man. I can't believe, uh, like, you know, they got nice draft picks. They made a mistake. Okay, they, they made a mistake and they cut it early. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's as if. From our perspective, we actually extended Jamal Adams and then literally this offseason traded him for that exact haul, a third and a conditional first. And we'd be like, okay, you know, and like, and like we'd be totally screwed this year on the cap because of it. You know what I mean? We'd be like, oh man, like this stinks. Like we can't really like get the, any offensive guards. We can't like do anything to the defense. We can't grab any wide receivers and like we're kind of screwed, but at least like we have a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, you know, and at least we have draft picks from it. You know what I mean? But let's, let, let's get rid of this before it's 25, you know, 30 million or 28 million for the next like five years. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. I think, I think the Eagles. I think they made the right move, man. I, I, I truly think they made the right move. I think they got enough draft capital for Carson Wentz. Um, I don't know what, what else you could have gotten for him just because of his decline. In, decline. In, yeah. Maybe you could have gotten another pick. Maybe you could have gotten another pick. That, maybe. I, feel like that, I feel like that Bears rumor was nonsense. Yeah, but I think like maybe you could have gotten like a late, late pick. You know, maybe you could gotten another, you could gotten a fifth or a sixth. In that trade too. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how much more you could have gotten for Wentz. Yep. I'm not saying you yep. can get two first. I'm not saying anything of that nature. Maybe you can get gotten a, a later pick too. Who knows? But let's let's yep. transition now over to the uh, Indianapolis Colts. They get Carson Wentz. They're getting they're Philip Rivers. Thank you for your service, man. <laughs> thank you for your service. <laughs> I love Philip Rivers. Is he a Hall of Famer? Oh man, this is a this is a conversation for another day because. I think uh, uh, the answer is yes. What? Philip is Hall of Famer. You th- so is Eli a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Oh, okay. That that is a different story. See, I'm. I don't know. I gotta think about it, man. I really. It's so They're hard. Both Hall I, of I, I mean, they both deserve knocks from the big guy. Who's that big guy? You know right. his name? I forgot his name. Oh Ooh. man, I forgot his name. The big guy, the big guy from the Hall of Fame that knocks on the doors in the hotel rooms to tell you you made it to the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't know that guy. Sorry. Oh man, oh man, that's quite a job. Can you imagine that was your job? Can you imagine, honey, gotta go knock on the door. Dude, that guy's the man. He had an interview uh, on part of my take on Barstool. It was amazing. I love that guy. <laughs> I forgot his name. He's John something. He's John something. Of course, his name is John. Uh, <laughs> So let's think about the Colts though. Let's let's try to let's try to wrap this back. So you get Carson Wentz now. What do you think about the Colts getting Carson Wentz? Do you think they're gonna be better this year? Do you think it's gonna be the same like they have with Philip Rivers? What do you what do you think? I think it's gonna more revert I think it's gonna be closer to the twenty seventeen Philadelphia Eagles than it was to last year's Colts. 
because you mm. got Frank Reich there. You have a you have an unbelievable offensive line. You have a stout defense with Darius Leonard running it. You got the secondary going. You 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 have you have the 2017 Eagles. You have wide receivers. T.Y. Hilton's going to resign. I'm sure they're going to get Pascal back. They're good to go. They got the tight ends. Max not coming back, but they got running backs. Yeah, they're good to go. And who's that w- rookie wide receiver that they had too? Um, was Pascal a rookie? No, no, but Pascal. No, 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 no. The other one uh, was it like junior something or something junior? Oh, oh no, my boy. Oh no, 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 no. no. I know exactly what you're talking about. The slot. Um. Per- uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. Thank you, Michael Pittman yes, Jr. Yes, yes, um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So like they're set. They're, I mean, I think you can bring Ty back. I think Ty would be better. Because T.Y. was coming out late with Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, look, T.Y. exists. Um, thanks for nothing, T.Y. had to drop because you were doing nothing for the first time. <laughs> and Jonathan uh, Taylor, not too shabby, man. Like the, Jonathan the, the, Taylor, the, not too from shabby. From Wisconsin. They, they got mm-hmm. Quentin Wilson. Like, they're, they, they, yo, they're killing it, dude. I, 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 I see. And they got, I really see them running the, the 2017 Eagles style kind of game. And then the talk is going to be if Doug Peterson's a fraud. Be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I mean, even though I feel like it's going to be on the Jet staff pretty soon. Stop it. Um, he will by next year. He's going to join the staff. I promise you. At some, into some level. Oh God. Uh, what in the front office? No, no, like just something. Okay. Um. Yeah, I can see the Colts bouncing back. Frank Wright is definitely, you know, Frank Wright was the offensive mind behind. You know everything that you saw the Philadelphia Eagles do that season, so I can see I can see Wentz bouncing back. I think after he it was after he left too that he started to go downhill. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, yo, I know what to do with an athletic mobile QB who's got a decent arm. So wouldn't be surprised. I think it's, you know it's their division it's to gonna, lose at, at this point. I don't know if it's their division to lose because I think it's always tough when you get someone coming in first year, unless it's like legitimately the same exact thing that Frank Wright was running. If it was, cause if that's the, if that's the case that you know the offensive plays, then it's just getting on rhythm with your weapons, right? And, and just, and when I say your weapons, it's really the pass catchers because the mm-hmm. running back, you know, it's a beast. Unless, He's an absolute yeah. monster. He's getting, yo, like, Wentz is so hyped, dude. He gets to play indoors. He has the best O-line. He has his coach, who is a, his offensive coordinator, is now the head coach. He's running the whole, running the whole show. He's got a stout defense and he's got wide receivers and he's like T.Y. Hilton, who's chilling. He's got rookies like Pittman. He's got tight ends like Jack Doyle. He's, he's good. Yeah, I mean he's he's fine. He he's gonna you know he he he's gonna be he's set on that team. Like that team is and the, and the defense on that team was already solid, so he's already set. So I don't I don't think it's gonna be this year that we see the Indianapolis Colts like really dominate. I could be obviously I could be wrong. I would definitely say like it has to be the second year. It's always I feel like it's always the second year that 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 the team comes full like. Like the storm just comes because you had a year uh, together. You play with each other. You know each other. You're now comfortable with each other. Uh, I, I I definitely think the second year is what's really going to sh- 
going to be the true telling sign of like how good that team will be. I think they'll be, I think they'll be good the first year. Don't get me wrong. I think they'll have a re- winning record, but I think the second season is really the one that's going to really, that we're going to see like they should go on a tear, in my opinion. Like they should be able to come out the gates, like get six wins. I feel like something along those lines and really show that they're a solid team because I like, there's no way that you have Frank Wright, the guy who was running it. And Carson Wentz can't just mm-hmm. gel with him, right? Yeah. But, but now the A now the AFC South, man, this is interesting because we're gonna have the Jags are gonna take Trevor Lawrence unless they do something stupid. Um, no, no, that's hundred percent. I know, I know, it's hundred percent. I'm just, you know, you never know. Um, there's always like that one percent chance. Uh, no, there isn't. It's tr- Urban Meyer. He's the biggest <laughs> snake on the earth, bro. I, I know. Meyer. He's take. He's gonna take. He's taking Trevor Lawrence. So you have Trevor Lawrence, you have Carson Wentz, you have Ryan Tannehill. Honestly, that's like between the Titans and the Colts, that's that's solid. Like it's again, it's again those two teams. Deshaun Watson, obviously up in the air, but if he played, I wouldn't actually I wouldn't even put the Texans up there because that team is now gonna be gutted. All right. So even if Deshaun really, Watson really, was there. It's really just it's really just the Titans and the Colts. And I I, I think the Titans had their shine last year. I, I, Henry's gonna have to start declining at some point. Even though, dude, like I don't know, AJ Brown's nice, but Corey Davis is leaving. If they don't re-sign John o. Smith, how long is Tannehill gonna be good? How long can Henry, you know, do what he does? I don't know. They got injuries. Clowney's not coming back. Their defense was kind of whack. Malcolm Butler's getting old. I don't know. I, I I love the Colts in this division. I love the Colts. Like the more I think about it, the more I love the Colts. So not good, not good at all. If we have to yeah. see the Colts in the playoffs, it's not going to be great. Playoffs, so, playoff. It's always the Jets and the Colts, man. Going back to Super Bowl, three. always, uh, dude, always, bro. They hurt me. We beat them. I'll never forget that blowout. It was a forty-one-three. But good times, good times. Um, forty-one-zero. Um, but yeah, man. I I don't know. And then like, so I think. If this is going to be the way, 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 way too early prediction for the South, I think it's, I think the standings will be Colts, Titans, Jaguars, Texans. And I think that's how it's going to end out. Um, okay. I don't think, I can see, I don't I, think, I, yeah, I, I, I can see like that. We're going to like that. I mean, like you got. I mean, you already have something. I can see the Titans Tennessee. falling, dude. I can see the Titans falling, but we'll see. To we'll who? See the Jags? Out. Like the Jags? Really? We'll see. Like, I, I, I can see the Texans. The Texans, dude. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll Texans see. rebuild. I can see them being good when they cut everyone and have all these weirdos and who knows who their quarterback's going to be. Matt Schaub is back. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> Matt Schaub. Oh my God, Arian Foster! <laughs> oh, I love Arian Foster. Arian Foster was a beast. Yo, that man doesn't undrafted, get undrafted, baby. Undrafted. Um, that was the whole thing about McCagnan too. Like we're really going to be like upset. My boy, like my boy Cager. Yeah. Well, that was the whole thing. Like McCagnan was like, "Oh, well, I was there for JJ Watt and Arian Foster. I found these guys, and it's like, cool. Can you do that for us? Yes, thanks for Robbie Anderson, but uh." Other than that, Mikey, Mikey Mack. Mm. All right, mm. that 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 that's about it for the AFC South. Just take the Colts and don't 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 think twice, dude. Just take the Colts. All right, all right. 
I'll agree with you on that. You got anything else to add, John? Anything else you want to say? No, I'm good, man. All right. So with that, that's another Jets episode in the books. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Please make sure to listen to us on all audio platforms. Well, don't listen to us on all audio platforms. That's that would be a little bit much. But make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Please make sure to give us a five-star rating if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. And we're available on all audio platforms. That's what I meant to say. We're on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast. You name it, we're there. Also, please make sure to find us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can just search Nick's Jets, etc. Nick's comma Jets comma etc. Period. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll be back again next week with another Nick's episode. All right. And our boy Ricey will be on with us. All right. Have a good one, everyone. Let's go Jets. <laughs>